Welcome to Tuesday Travel Podcast. I'm your host, The Wolf, and today I wanted to talk about Atomic Heart. Um, that game, I'm just going to rip the band-aid off. Uh, that game sucks. I don't recommend playing it. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But, man, it is, it is not a good game. There's only been one other game that I've played that has made me, put me in this kind of mood. And that was Rage 2. Um, that game was so bad that I couldn't play more than 45 minutes of it. Uh, it's basically where I'm at with with uh, Atomic Heart. It's just, it's so, so bad. It is trying to be Bioshock plus fallout it's it's just it's a cool concept really really cool concept right right off the bat very much like bioshock infinity uh sitting in the clouds hyper advanced uh but it's set in the 1950s so you get this kind of fallout feel especially with the animations you know the the animations for your, your skill tree and Things like that are very, very, very reminiscent of uh, Vault Boy from Fallout. It's just cool concept. Very cool concept. The dialogue is terrible. Terrible, terrible. I assume it's because of the localization from Russian to English. Uh, but it's like everything's stepping all over each other. Uh, you can't really hear what you're supposed to hear. Um background characters are like stepping all over what you're supposed to be listening to and then each dialogue is like tied to a certain area of the game so if you are playing your normal game instead of just walking around everywhere you're going to go from one area to the next and the dialogue is just going to cut off so and you're not going to know what's what's going on because like the dialogue is just going to cut off. It just will not go back. So any clues that you needed that would be in the dialogue aren't going to be there. <laughs> um, it's it's terrible. It's a really jarring experience with other games that continue the dialogue regardless of where you're at. Unless you hit like a cutscene or a major, major area, dialogue is going to continue for the most part, right? Or it's short enough to fit within uh, a specific sector of the game without you running into a, a barrier. But this one, it just goes on and on and on and on and on and on. So it's very, very easy to go from one area to the next and have your dialogue cut off. So that's frustrating. And the combat is just awful awful it's slow it's not intuitive and in my opinion strafing needs to be a thing you should be able to move side to side as quickly as you can forward and backward uh personally but this game does not allow you to do that your your left thumbstick is basically forward and backward if you try to go side to side you're you're screwing yourself so, <laughs> you have to fight uh, 
in a two-dimensional way. Everything is slow as hell. Really, really slow. And then you have to charge up and attack. An already slow attack. You have to wait even longer for a heavy attack. It's just not a fun game. Then they have this fucking vending machine that's supposed to be an upgrade station. And it's like, they think it's funny to make it sexual, but it just goes on and on. It's like, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to learn how to play your stupid fucking game. But it's just blah, 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 blah. Uh, it's not fun. I'm not, I'm not having a good time with it. I'm going to play a little bit more and see what it's about. But really what it ended up doing was driving me to buy Bioshock. Because that's just a far better game. <laughs> so that's kind of, that's kind of where that's at. I, I don't, I, I don't know where the controversy comes from. Um, the only thing that should be controversial about Atomic Hearts is how fucking bad it is. Because it's it's unforgivable to have released a brand new video game that's this shit. It's worse than Cyberpunk. I'm just going to say it. It's worse than Cyberpunk. At least you could play Cyberpunk. Uh, but, I mean, this... This kind of quality is is so unbelievably unacceptable to me. It, it I just don't I don't understand why you would, as a professional, release a product knowing that it has this many issues. It's like they didn't even play test it. I, I don't get it. I really don't. I don't understand the decisions that are happening here with these different game studios where it's like how do you release something that's this bad and maybe it's because they're just playing it on PC it's it's like cyberpunk in that it's pause menu is it turns into a, a basically a mouse cursor where you are scrolling around inside of the thing but the sensitivity is so damn low that you can't actually navigate the menu in any reasonable amount of time so maybe they're just developing these things on apple computers or whatever the fuck they're using and then releasing them on console without having play tested them maybe that's what's happening or maybe these things are just meant to be played on pc and if that's the case just put it on fucking pc i don't want a bad experience i don't think like what are you what are you gaining out of putting it on console when it's just shit out of the gate and you have to put out a 67 gigabyte fucking update to make it playable. So that, you know, Cyberpunk and Atomic Heart both have the same issue. And it's like, look, if it was just, if it was designed to be played on PC, just put it on PC. You're not doing yourself any favors as a developer or as a studio by putting this product onto consoles when you clearly did not intend for it to be played on console. And it's, a terrible, terrible experience. So, just do that. Just say that you don't want to make console games and just don't make console games. Otherwise, if you're going to do it, make sure that it fucking works. But, I don't know. It's just these developers and these studios don't seem to have the level of embarrassment that's required for them to make good content most of the time. I just, I don't understand 
putting something out that you're not proud of that you know doesn't fucking work i really don't and it's frustrating to me so that's kind of where that's at it's it could be a really really cool game it could be really polished it could be really fantastic but it's just in the state that it's in it's just terrible it's a bad bad experience and i hope that other games aren't like this because this happens pretty pretty often like i said cyberpunk is the is the only other one that kind of rises to this level of shit but i mean we have two games like that in the last two years so like it's just or three years it's not it's not cool it's just not cool especially when these developers are spending years and years and years and years developing these things I, I don't why would you put out something that you're not proud of that you know is not going to work why would you do that for money sure sure for money but the damage to your reputation I mean shit it, it look there was a studio Forspoken uh, the studio that built Forspoken is being cannibalized and brought back into the greater Square Enix fold. They released one game. They released one game, and it is critically mixed, sort of like Atomic Heart. And it's just like, I don't know. I, 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 I simply don't get it. I simply don't understand why we'd spend so much time and so much effort and so much money creating something that it's just I mean obviously they don't care about it it's I, I don't know what else to frame it as I mean if you don't care about the thing then yeah create fucking Forspoken or create Atomic Heart it looks super pretty looks interesting does not work does not work as intended it's bizarre to me. But maybe the studio that created Atomic Heart will come out with another banger. like uh, Or come out with something that actually works. Avalanche Studios did that for me. right? They, they are the ones that made Rage 2. The game that I refused to play. That actually got a refund on. And then, then they came back and built Hogwarts Legacy. So it's possible... I mean, Hogwarts Legacy isn't perfect by any means, but it's at least playable and enjoyable, and it sucked me in enough to get me to play for 30 hours. Fucking Atomic Heart is struggling to get me to 10. I'm just... The game literally makes me mad. <laughs> so, it's, it's interesting to me that these developers and these studios would rather push out a incomplete or broken project than just say that we built this thing on PC, it doesn't work on console. You could play it on console if you want, but we don't recommend it. Like, why wouldn't you just say that? Instead of pretending like you're making games for everybody and then releasing a broken product. A just huge pile of shit. It's kind of like a giant fuck you to everybody so i don't i don't understand this trend i really don't
Anyway, that's my short rant. Let's get into uh, some news here. So, as we said, the studio that created Forspoken is being absorbed back into Square Enix. That's kind of the big news. It's a little weird that they had a single game. But, I mean, it, it just indicates that Square Enix was not happy enough with the performance of Forspoken uh, to allow the studio to remain independent. And they were saying, you know what, we're going to dissolve it and put these developers with projects that we think are, are would be better off with them. You know, so... Uh, kind of a blow to that to that studio to that really to the writing team because that's what it comes down to the design and writing team kind of failed they kind of missed the mark on that one and square enix is saying all right we're gonna we're gonna pull you back into the greater fold and you're not going to be in charge or if you are in charge you're going to be part of a team that we trust to make actual blockbusters <laughs> so kind of harsh kind of harsh for for that studio but it is what it is. I mean, Square Enix is a big, 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 big company, so they probably know what they're doing uh, most of the time. In other news, we are talking about diversity in video games. So, uh, one of the producers for Final Fantasy 16 said that uh, diversity will depend on your understanding of the term. So what, what does that mean? So apparently the gaming world, the game uh, quote-unquote journalist world, is upset that Final Fantasy does not have enough uh, black characters. I'm, I mean, they call it people of color, but that's really what it is. Uh, then it, the game doesn't have enough black characters. Um, so there's a lot of criticism for the studio and for, you know, the makers of Final Fantasy that like, where, where's all the diversity? Where's all the blah, blah, blah. Uh, so the response was, well, there actually is a lot of diversity, and it's diversity of thought, diversity of culture. It's in there, and it's everywhere, and we took great care of it. The thing that they didn't do was include racial diversity, <laughs> at least to the extent that would make uh, the critics happy. So, uh, you know, I don't understand this push to have a certain number of or percentage maybe is the better word a certain percentage of people who aren't who are different right and when I say that I, I most of the time it means it means black characters most of the time sometimes it means uh, anything that's not uh, English or appears to be white. Now, in my opinion, Final Fantasy is just full is full of Japanese characters, which I don't really care. You know, Japan is a very homogenous society. Um, 
Not that that matters. They can make whatever they want. And that's that's kind of the bigger point, isn't it? Is that developers should be able to make whatever the hell they want without having to also reach for a quota of inclusion. You know, you got to make sure you include everybody. Um, like Hogwarts Legacy tried to do. They tried to, you know, include everybody. And it just... It's almost, almost to the point of being just wildly absurd. Uh, it's not quite there, but it, it doesn't make any sense considering the books. Um, which you have to consider if you're going to use an existing IP. Now, I read that there are going to be additional Lord of the Rings movies. And if Rings of Power is any indication... Um, then we're going to see things shoved in there that just don't make any sense. Um, I, I don't, I don't like that people are being forced to include things that they wouldn't normally include. It's I would rather things be natural and feel unforced. Than to ha than to feel like these things are being shoved in there because of uh, this feeling that you need to reach a certain quota of diversity or inclusion or whatever. I would rather I would rather things just develop naturally, normally, without it feeling like it's being shoved in my face. Personally. Final Fantasy is a good example of this. Like they're at least standing their ground and saying, "Look, we believe diversity is more about more than skin color. It's deeper than that. It's down to culture and stories, and we included that, and it's there. If you're going to look for diversity, it's there. It's diversity of thoughts, diversity of culture. If you're simply looking for skin color, well." go play some other game, you know? And I ran across this article in Kotaku. I wasn't really going to talk about it, but while we're on this subject, uh, Kotaku, I just read the headline. Kotaku is complaining about the lack of black hairstyles in video games. And I read that, and I'm like, video games lack hairstyles in general. It's long, medium, or short. Those are basically your options. Uh, you don't really get to do cool haircuts and that's the way it always is but like to single out black characters it just I don't know it just felt kind of it felt kind of weird uh, but it's <sighs> the reason that it kind of struck some interest to me the reason that it did is because I'm at work and we hired this new kid and I don't know why. I don't know why this thought occurred to me. I don't consciously think about people's hairstyle. But for whatever reason, I was... The the place that I work at is, like, very, very old school in, in terms of its professionalism, right? Like, they want you to do... Call people ladies and gentlemen, and they want you to... It, it's just... It's a very old school style of running things. And something about that triggered this thought in my head about uh, 
professional hairstyles because they're always writing people about their fucking hairstyle there. And, uh, you know, this kid, this kid's black, not that it matters, but, um, his, the point is his hair is like super curly, right? Super, super curly. And he wears it kind of, kind of up and then shaped, uh, in like a, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, 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 it's standing up off of his head and it's like sculpted. If that makes any sense, um, so I was I was thinking about like what constitutes a quote unquote professional hairstyle, uh, and it it I, I'm I'm doing mind you I'm thinking about this while I'm also working so it's like they're like half thoughts but I'm thinking to myself I'm like what constitutes a professional hairstyle because that's really what we're in that's what they want. And I remember these arguments about like, oh, black hair is not allowed in workplaces and blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking about like, well, well, what really are they saying? What, what are these workplaces saying? And I landed on that it needs to look professional, but what does professional actually mean? Professional just means that it conveys a sort of trustworthiness, right? Like, if your hair your hair can be in dreadlocks as long as they're clean as long as they're like nice and tight and uh you know you can put beads in them or whatever as long as you look like you know what you're doing that's really what matters uh you know you if bob marley dreads are not they don't convey professionalism they convey a free spirit right but uh what what's his name uh sherman richard is it richard sherman anyway the the nfl player his dreads convey professionalism like it's just it's just a matter of making things nice and tight making it look like you know what the hell you're doing um and that's basically it so going back to like black hairstyles i yeah sure i guess you could have um dreads or something i but like where also then are the 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 various fades from other cultures you know and that's what i mean it's your choices for hair in all video games is limited regardless of the race of your character or your particular race it's so so limited as far as hair it's no hair short medium or long that's basically it you don't really get different styles you don't get to have a lot of creativity with your hair so why why single out the fact that you know oh we don't have enough black hairstyles it's like we don't have enough hairstyles in general let's let's worry about that instead of the fact that you know we're focused on one particular race I don't know. I, I'm getting sidetracked here, but uh, that's the issue with Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy has diversity in a different sense of the word. It's not racial diversity. It's not what people are looking for. And that's kind of bothering them. So I'm sure we'll be talking about that uh, because 
people have to have something to argue about, something to complain about. But that's that's what's happening with Final Fantasy 16. Overall, it seems like people are super excited about it. I never got into Final Fantasy. I don't understand that universe. Um, I have no burning desire to pick it up and play it. I just don't. It's not my thing. But people seem to be thinking that it'll look like one of the better uh, iterations of the game. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, Microsoft is integrating chat GPT into its systems, so I guess I'll be able to screw around with that and uh, see if I can create my own gaming uh, article website, content generation website. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It, it, it's going to be interesting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to pick it up and, and see what's going on with it, but I'm going to end it there and uh, go play some Bioshock, play an actual good game, and then compare it to Atomic Heart and be super glad that I didn't pay a fucking cent for Atomic Heart because that's that's where it's at. But anyway, I hope you have a good rest of your day. I'll catch you tomorrow early in the morning, and uh, we'll talk more about what's going on then. Peace.